Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Roman Show. This is the episode for August 7th. On this show, we welcome Holla Dead. Make sure you tune in to find out what she's all about. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light, go. We're going light. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined by the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. And George, we're just waiting, anticipating all these great interviews that you made over at the Florida Supercon. I've got a little tease of it today, and we're very excited. But first things first, George, there's a lot of events happening in the month of August. Including this Saturday, George, and uh, in Coral Springs, Fighting Evolution Wrestling will be holding Unumbral 2. The bell time is at 7 p.m. at the Coral Springs High School, 7201 West Sample Road, Coral Springs, Florida. Make sure you get your tickets uh, by Eventbrite, or you can follow them on social media, Fighting Evolution Wrestling. But George, lots to talk about here in the program. What are you sipping on today? I'm glad that you ask because do you notice the colors? Look, look at the colors. They're all nice. They catch your eye. They are just like over the rainbow because it's a Skittles margarita. Jesus Christ! Can't just can't get it, can't get any worse than that. All right, guys, let's get things started here with reality check. And now it's time to give you a. Well, George, a lot of, you know, it's been kind of slow lately in the world of professional wrestling, but the two of these subjects or topics have been pretty much trending on uh, social media and on the internet. But let's first off first, let's first start off with Leo Rush. He was at CCW, he got powerbombed through a table off a ladder. Of course, that is dangerous in itself. He gets powerbombed. And as soon as he lands on the canvas, he stands up. So there's this debate about how he should have sold the move instead of just falling uh, and getting right back up. So it's really a back and forth of is it right or is it wrong. I'm going to give you my take. I think it's cool. I mean, we don't see this very often. You know, you and I, we saw a video prior at at a WrestleMania where the Triple H pedigreed the Ultimate Warrior and the Ultimate Warrior got right back on his feet. So, what the heck? Build a little suspense. Give the fans uh, uh, something to talk about. That's what they're doing. So used to seeing the things over and over again. This is, you know, getting us to talk. Here's the thing, Mr. Roman. And, and, you know, I gave it some thought. I know I was actually, you know, on the side of, hey, you should sell it, um, you know, and stuff before we even got on the air when we were discussing this. But I, I gave it some thought. And really, 
I'm not going to side with no one. Everyone has a great point to what they're discussing in the matter. You know, should he have sold it? Yes, I, I feel like, you know, the transition should have been pile driver first, then the power bomb off the ladder. I feel like that should have been the finish. I understand that side of the fence. But I also understand the other side of the fence by saying, hey, it went over. It was something original. So, you know, where were you criers when you guys labeled Okada and Omega a six-star match? When those guys were dropping themselves on their heads and kept on getting up and kicking out. But then again, you quoted this was the best match you've ever seen, and it was pure magic. Wasn't it almost similar to what happened between Leo Rush and his opponent at CCW? Again, I understand both sides of the fence. I'm not siding with side A or side B. I'm just saying you both have great points, but at the end of the day, it's not about the point of the person working behind the scenes. It's about the point of the people who are paying their money to be entertained on their chairs. And if they're happy, then you should be happy. Why are you going to complain about something if the fans, who are technically your paycheck, are happy? Why are you going to complain about that? I totally agree with you. You're right about that Okada and Kenny Omega match. When you look at it, they did some ridiculous moves. That I mean, how in the hell are you going to get up from those things? Yet no one complained. Everyone is just pretty much... You know, kissing ass for that match, which, mind you, was a phenomenal match. I'm not taking anything away from it, but if you really want to compare it to this whole Powerball selling thing, you're absolutely right. You hit it right in the nail, the nail in the coffin. You're right, man. What is the big deal if this guy didn't sell the Powerbomb? Hey, it gives us something to talk about. It's something new. It's something fresh. But I will do... What, you want to say one of the words? No, I'm just saying, and for those people that are saying, hey, this is killing the business, if you still see asses in seats... Mm-hmm. Then ask yourself, is this really killing the business? Because at the end of the day, the business is still alive as long as asses are on your seats. So when you're going off and quoting, hey, this is killing, look at your audience first. And then ask yourself, is this really killing the business? Well, speaking about killing the business, there's another guy out there that the social media has pretty much blamed for allegedly killing the business. And that's Joey Ryan. So Joey Ryan... Uh, was part of this event in Ireland, and he did his old penis maneuver to none other than the WWE legend, WWE Hall of Famer, pro wrestling legend, Mick Foley. And Mick Foley sold the whole penis maneuver. So, just like the Leo Rush, there's been that back and forth of who's right, is it wrong? Was it right for Mick Foley to sell that move for Joey Ryan? Okay, this is my, my take, and, and, and we discussed this before. Look, it's cute, all right? It's great. I don't know if Mick Foley needed the money. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just trying to do a favor. You know, he's trying to put over Joey Ryan. All right, cool. And that's great. But see, Mick Foley is at this level where there's that sense of respect. And I know Kurt Angle himself at a WWE, at the WWE Hall of Fame, said, hey, you have to you know, laugh at yourself, have humility. I get that. But you're Mick Foley selling this ridiculous, stupid move of a penis flipping you over. Yes, it's funny, but this is Mick Foley. Imagine The Undertaker selling a penis 
Move, George. Come on, man. Do you imagine that? Can you can you just picture the the Undertaker? You can't. You can't compare. Okay, you can't compare the Undertaker to Mick Foley. Yes, they're both Hall of Famer. Well, technically, one's a Hall of Famer, one's soon to be a Hall of Famer. But you cannot compare the Undertaker to Mick Foley. You can't even compare Hulk Hogan to Mick Foley. The reason why I'm saying this is not because of his, Mick Foley's legendary status. I'm not saying that. You know, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame or any of that nature. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. He made what it is today. He made people watch what it is today, etc., etc., etc. I could keep on complimenting Mick Foley, but it's not going to get to my point. Undertaker was a serious character. Hulk Hogan was a serious character. You look at Mick Foley, this was a guy that came out with a broken T-shirt, a tie, and uses a dirty sock as a finish. Mick Foley was never a serious character on television. He's a Hall of Famer. Again, I'm not taking nothing away from him and his legendary status. I'm just saying, character-wise, you cannot compare that because it's, it's nowhere near comparison. Undertaker was a dead man. Hulk Hogan was a real American hero. You just can't put those guys in the category of, hey, I'm going to sell someone's penis. Now, Mick Foley, on the other hand, the guy uses a dirty sock, freaking did uh, uh, The Rock's Life segments. The guy used to freaking do uh, puppet shows with Vince McMahon. He was, that was a character that was never supposed to be taken serious. So who best to do it than Mick Foley? Just saying. I, but I, I get it. I, I get his character. He's funny. He's, you know, dude love which is another ridiculous uh, character, but hey, it worked for... I mean, what guy can you recall, or woman, in professional wrestling, has made, let's see, Cactus Jack, Do Love, Mick Foley, Mankind, made four characters, right, be effective? Think about it. He's been the only one. I get you. And, and, and kudos to, to Mick Foley, but you're, you're, you're just at another level. I... I just don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe if it was in the WWE, I'll let it slide. You know, it's the WWE. But this is an event in Ireland, and honestly, if it wasn't for that, you and I probably would have never heard of this promotion. Or I don't even know the promotion, to be honest. I just know what happened. No, yeah, and again, the, the situation is, it, it, okay. With, again, going back with Mick Foley and... and all that jazz with Joey Ryan. Jo Joey Ryan was a guy, first and foremost, that's been controversial, controversial, sorry, for his character ever since God knows when. For Christ's sake, the guy brings out a lollipop out of his trunks. You know, and, and if you ask me, hey, should kids be in the audience when Joey Ryan wrestles? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> but the point is this. No matter where it happened, no matter who it was with, number one, good it was with Mick Foley if they ever chosen a legend to do it. Because I just, if Undertaker did it, going back to your comment, what you said, if Undertaker did it, I would never believe the, the, the character of the Undertaker ever again. Plus, on top of that, I don't think he'll do it per personally because he denied doing a spin rooney after Raw went off the air. The fact is, is that, thank God it was Mick Foley. Great. Now, on top of that, you just entertained us out of your fans that paid for to be at that show. You know, whether they're known or not. So, the 
fact of the matter is, is that they did proper booking, they did it the right way, they asked the right people. No one got hurt at the end of the day. No, we'll see the outcome of this. You've seen the internet talk about it. We want to hear your take on it. Shoot us your email with your thoughts on the Mick Foley selling the penis maneuver. Info at theromanshow.com. And we'll read it right here on the program. Make sure you follow us on our social media, Roman Show Media on Instagram and Facebook. And also on our YouTube channel. Make sure you, you subscribe. That's all Roman 201. And we are always live 24-7 on our website, theromanshow.com. Coming up next, Holly Dead. She joins us to talk about her persona, who she is, and where to see her next. If you haven't heard of her, well, get used to it because she's a hot, hot personality in the world of professional wrestling. Coming up next, Holiday, right here on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show right now. Uh, it's a real true honor to have this young lady here on the program. Kind of mysterious at the same time. She's more of an enigma, however... You, you keep an eye on her because uh, she'll be coming your way real soon to a city near you and, uh, well, maybe even on the on the bigger screens, but we'll leave it at that. The Roman Show welcomes Arena Holly Dead on the program. She's made a name for herself here in the States and also overseas in Japan. So, Holly Dead, thanks so much for joining us here on the pro, on the Roman Show and uh, how's everything so far? Everything is dark and, and twisted. I'm glad you could allow the dark side on your show and I hope we can bring things a little more grim. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Well, if that, you can tell. I see that. <laughs> that. Thanks so much. Now, to those that still aren't aware of Holly, that who is she? Where, where does she come from? Can you let us in a little bit about yourself? I know you're a little bit of an enigma here, but, but who is she? Uh, like you say, yourself, um, an enigma. I mean, it is a bit of a mystery, you know. Um, I, I, I'm the misunderstood, the, the unknown. It's like darkness shining in the light like people are always trying to figure things out like as far as holiday goes like just just watch and and embrace what comes to you you know it's it's like that scarred creature that has found a way to release their anger through the square circle um you know uh trained under the tutelage of the vampire warrior gangrel uh, definitely someone who's not a stranger to the dark side at all well, hopefully if they reincarnate uh, the brood, I think you'll probably be part of that uh, as well, huh, with Gangrel? Uh, I mean, he, he's definitely someone I, I can relate to, you know, definitely taught me how to turn my, my pain into a little bit of pleasure and, and use it in the ring, for sure. So, so you talk about the pain. What What is it What is it that you do to opponents in the ring or you look forward to doing when you face off your foe inside the squared circle? I mean, you know, I'm someone with, with a dark past, and, and I do have pain, and, and I look forward to inflicting pain upon others. But I, I look forward to something in my opponents. Like, I look forward to being challenged. I look forward to being pushed to the limit than the last time I was. I always want to face something new or people, the person that people say they're afraid of or the person that's unbeatable. Like, I want that challenge. Like, give me that. Let me face that. That thing that everybody's scared to face of and go off of. Let me get that. Even if I I don't come out on top, I want that. I want to look that in the face and go one-on-one with that. You speak about competition and opponents pushing you. You recently uh, were part of the Shine Nova Championship Tournament where you took on uh, Evelise as part mm-hmm. of Lucha Underground. Tell me about competing her. Did she push you to the limit? <laughs> 
even if, you know, like, you look at her and you're like, ah, it's just this cute little chihuahua, but, you know, <laughs> she's small, but, like, I, I I compare her more to that pit bull. She's just calm and she has her composure, but then you get up in her space and she just attacks you. She tries to take your head off and she won't stop. That's the chihuahua. It's like a chihuahua pit bull mix. Like, she'll come for your head and she won't stop. She'll keep going, keep going. And we did go to the limit our first time ever. Literally, we went to a 20-minute draw. Like, I say never judge a book by its cover. As I said before, I like to be talented. She she definitely did that. She she pushed me to that limit. We pulled out everything, and I pulled out everything. and still was not able to keep her down. I mean, I technically, I didn't lose. I didn't win either. But there is a bit of frustration there. And, and I was glad to learn her body, her body language and how she works in the ring. Because I definitely, you know, look forward to seeing her down the line. I think there's some unfinished business there for sure. Now you speak about Elise, and there's other opponents that you face overseas uh, in Japan for the promotion Stardom, which, as we know, has produced some great, great talent. And your time over there, uh, who were some some of your toughest opponents that you faced off uh, in in the island of Japan? Uh, definitely, I would say Io uh, e. Shirai. I, I think she is the best women's wrestler today, period. She is the epitome of crazy. She does it all. And I feel one-on-one, I was able to hang with her, it, but it wasn't enough. Like She definitely is the best. It was a challenge to just try to keep up with her speed. And I feel like I, def- I did that, but not, not close enough. And... Uh, another woman out there uh, recently retired, uh, one of my senpais, um, Hikio Kimura. Um, she's someone who's been known for doing crazy death matches for decades. So, like, you know she's somebody, like, whatever she has to do, pull out any kind of stops, ballsy old head doesn't give a crap, mm-hmm. she's going to do that. So, and she knows what it takes to get a victory. Uh, both those encounters, I did come out on the losing end, unfortunately, but I feel those are the battles you learn the most from. And being with some of the best that Stardom has to offer, I feel those were two of the best. Are there any particular particular uh, lady out there that you that you would uh, like to have a match with that you haven't done so yet? Anyone you want to propose a little duel inside the square circle? Um, there are, there are a couple people I would like. You know, like I said, I, I look forward to a challenge. Um, Taya is, is someone definitely out there. Lucha Underground, Triple mm-hmm. A. She's a big, strong figure. I would definitely like to collide with that there. There's also uh, Dallas, a CMLL, mm-hmm. um, out of Japan, Hiroyo Matsumoto. I don't know if people are familiar with her. Look her up. You know, uh, we've been on the opposite side of the ring, only in attack capacity, but we, we do clash well and mesh up well size-wise, so I'd like to see if we could tear it up one-on-one action. And out of the U.K., there's also Viper. I don't know if people know her. You should that is a big mammoth of a beast of a woman right there and like I said I like challenges uh, you know she's a dominant figure and she's definitely somebody that would push me I'm, I would gladly push back over in Vendetta Pro Wrestling you and Thunder Rosa are known as the Twisted Sisters uh, tell us about that dynamic that you and her have uh, as you're uh, reigning there in the tag team division of Vendetta Pro Wrestling I think I, I gotta correct you a little bit um Vendetta Pro, we, we are known as the Twisted Sisters. That's actually where we won our first tag titles. Actually, where we became the first ever women in wrestling history to hold any NWA tag title. We became the first women to win the NWA Western States tag titles. 
We took those over to Japan, successfully defended them in Corrigan Hall. Uh, we're currently the Sabotage Tag Team Champions. We uh, defended those in Canada against the likes of the Hall Sisters. Uh, in the East Coast against Team Paul, Lefisto, Jordan Grace. Uh, we, beat it. we beat Ricky Starks and uh, Aaron Solo for those tag titles. So not just in Vendetta Pro, but I feel like, you know, if we've made our name throughout other countries, as, as well as this country, even though I know many fans don't know us, uh, but I feel like we got a name a little bit of places. But uh, we actually started out as rivals a bit. We, we fought each other many, many, many times in some brutal battles before we actually decided, like, hey, you know, uh, instead of beating each other down, we should come together and do this. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, you get up with your best friend. And things just kind of link, and they just mess well together. But we fight. We fight men, women. Who's ever up for the challenge, we're, we're down to go. Hard-hitting, whatever. Whoever wants it, they can get it from the sister sisters, pretty much. From the Rosa, when you think of tag teams, you typically, especially with, like, WWEs and these promotions, think of men. But are we going to see more women in tag team divisions like yourself from the Rosa that you, you guys are setting a pace here, trying to set the bar uh, higher? Uh, in women's wrestling, competing in, in this division? I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, we're setting the bar or anything like that, I won't say that, but we're just, we're just doing our thing. Like I said, we we started out wrestling men, majority, because there weren't that many female tag teams around, and the more we're around, we are starting to see more women tag teams develop, and we're loving that. We want more competition, and we want women's wrestling to grow, so we do, if we have anything to do with that, you know, that's, that's fantastic. And I hope the development of women's tag team wrestling can continue to grow. I know a lot of people say they don't see that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we do. We will wrestle men if there are no women, but I do hope more more female tag teams come together. Yeah, aside for the sake of women's wrestling, period. Mm-hmm. Aside from Japan, uh, you've been in other promotions, of course. Uh, as I mentioned, a few here, but but uh, even you were you get a little taste here of a, of a of a former WWE champion. Uh, can you tell us? Uh, as you duked it out with uh, Bailey there, but what was your taste of the champion? Were you impressed by her? <laughs> Were you impressed with her, or it, just, it was no match for you? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say that Holiday per se mm-hmm. went one on one with Bailey. You know, like uh, sure. if I ever took on some other life form and you know transform myself, mm-hmm. maybe that human being took mm-hmm. on Bailey. But as far as that, you know, um, Bailey Bailey is where she's at for a reason. Like working with the best of the best in the top promotion. Like, she works hard and it shows. I mean, there was, like, a moment or two where it looked like, you know, I had things in my grasp and then, like, out of nowhere, boom, Bailey to belly and it was over. Like, again, she's where she's at for a reason and I can't take anything from her. Again, it was another challenge. It's one of those things, like, those losses, it's, they suck, but you learn the best from them and and you get better and you grow at that. So I'll tip my hat to her and leave it at that. Well, Holly, that is very, very busy. So where can we see you? What city are you going to be visiting next? You were in Florida recently. Where can we expect you down here? I know you mentioned prior to to our interview you're going to be here back in uh, 2017. What can you let us know? Where can we see you? Uh, Keep up with Holly this weekend. I will be in San Diego for Sabotage Wrestling. Uh, Then Sunday, Hayward, California, Independent World Wrestling. Uh, Be in Rhode Island. Later in August, uh, Indiana for Girl Fight in August, Rogue Women Warriors August 26th, uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance in Pennsylvania September 2nd, 
a possible return to Florida in September. I can't say a whole lot about that, uh, but, you know, it is very highly that I'll be back in the Florida area in September. But uh, keep up, you know, I do have a Facebook page for people, and uh, my schedule is updated there. So check me out and, and keep keep track. Meet me in a city near you well, the, if, if you're about that life. <laughs> the Enigma Holiday coming to a city near you. Make sure you follow her on social media to keep track of where she will be next. Facebook, wanna... Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. The whole nine. You're everywhere. Yes, uh, yes. Snapchat? Did you you forgot Snapchat? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I would say I'm not about that life. I've tried it, and you know, I don't. I've tried it. Maybe one day I'll get on it again. But you know, for now, I get the May Theory Twitter, Facebook, IG. I also have a YouTube channel. So those are that are not familiar, go check out some matches. Get to know me a little bit. So once we meet, you won't be all creeped out and stuff. <laughs> we can we can do that. Well, Harlan, as uh, I mean, we're a few months away from October, but uh, you just got us a little bit ready for it here on the Roman show in the summer. I want to thank you so September, much. September, September, September. <laughs> You're right, September, it's around the corner. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. around the corner. Right around the corner. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much, Alden, for joining us here on the program. Again, follow her on social media to find out where she will be next, and she might come into a city near you to well. Can I say one more thing? Go ahead. With the Roman show. Go ahead. I just want to let the people out there know that the dark side is the best side. Don't ever forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, we're getting closer and closer to the August 26th date. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather go toe-to-toe, one-on-one. Will Floyd Mayweather's undefeated record remain? Or will Conor McGregor have a huge impact in the world of professional wrestling by possibly, potentially knocking out Floyd Mayweather and making a name for himself not only in the world of mixed martial arts as a champion in both the featherweight division and the lightweight division, but now defeating a legend in the world of boxing. So... A lot of topics have come along the way with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, but most recently, uh, Pauly Magnagli, yeah, thanks for pronouncing right. He um, was sparring. He was sparring with uh, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor hired Magnagli to spar with him, get it together, you know, get him in, in tune for for uh, Floyd Mayweather. And now uh, Pauly is, is a very respected professional boxer at one time he was being considered as a top contender to potentially fight Floyd Mayweather so Conor McGregor leaked out a picture where he allegedly quote-unquote knocked out Polly on the floor Polly went on, on on an interview and said listen that never happened it was actually that Conor shoved me and I fell to the ground he didn't knock me out and whatever Conor is trying to sell you is not true so as a sparring partner, it kind of damages my reputation as, you know, the, the boxer that I am. And, and I think it was a guy that we saw in SI Sports Illustrated where he said, essentially, Polly was jobbing to Conor McGregor. So he has now left Conor McGregor's camp. Uh, no longer does Conor McGregor now after that. Could, could Conor look like the king that he's trying to make out to be? Regardless to say here, Paulie did he does he didn't release too much 
as far as how Conor is doing as a as a boxer, yeah, not not a mixed martial artist, but he says he's going to dedicate his time to Showtime as a commentator and whatnot. But I've been seeing all these pictures of Conor McGregor. He's been hyping it up. Again, none of us can judge how or what he is going to do when the that date comes. But we all know that he can fight. I mean, even Paul himself, we know that he can fight. We know that he can strike. But at the end of the day, too many leakages have been out there. They're putting out Connor's uh, technique or strategy. So at the end of the day, yeah, Pauly could say this and that, but it really doesn't matter. We're really going to come down to, to fight night to see what Connor's all about and what he can bring to the table. Yeah, definitely. And, and mind you, here's the situation about Conor McGregor, in my opinion. The reason why you see so many leaks, why you see so many talks, so much... A hype, so much news about Conor McGregor over Mayweather is not because you know Conor's better than Mayweather or or Mayweather is just not important. It's just that Conor, when you think about it, is the number one talking trend of both businesses. You know, this guy sometimes runs a mouth that he can't cash. You know, when he fought Mr. Diaz. Mm-hmm. You know, to give you a prime example. But sometimes he does cash it when, for instance, when he fought Aldo. You know, that guy can promote any show, any product, any fight just with his mouth. And sometimes people even say that his mouth is more entertaining than his fights. (laughs) It could be so, but at the end of the day, we all got to put it to rest. I haven't seen so much exposure for, for a fight. I, I can remember the time when... Like, I could go back to Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield after the whole biting of the, of the ear. There wasn't that much hype. Like, just been for, for Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Because Not even for Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao when they fought for, for the only first time. Because this is the first time in a long time that such a crossover has ever happened. Not, not necessarily. There's been a lot of MMA guys who've jumped ship to box him, of course, not in the stature of, of Conor McGregor, but I, I just, a lot of promotion. And I just hope, and I, you, you've heard the interviews here with Alberto Rio, I hope that the fans get fed a, a good fight. Hopefully we don't get this 20-second knockout or 12 rounds of, of boredom. Hopefully we get an actual fight. Let me tell you something. For the, the prices of those tickets or the prices for the pay-per-views, they better not be. <laughs> Speaking of which... You know, Dana White, the UFC president, has come out and said publicly that he himself is going to buy a ticket to the fight because the way that they've been dealing with it has been, well, it hasn't been the way that he has pre- would prefer. He wouldn't have said that Conor and Floyd have bought their tickets, but again, that doesn't make any sense to me because they're part of the freaking fight, but whatever. I'm assuming that what he's trying to say is that Floyd and Conor brought tickets for his party. But there's been ridiculous prices out there as far as... But, you know, they were having some issues trying to sell out the place. They, it, when they started selling the tickets, it's not like they sold out in a matter of minutes. Well, mind you, have you seen the front row prices? Like, I think I saw a, a tweet or a photo being revealed of what just one cost, and it's like over $150,000. That's... Golly! For the people who have that kind of money, imagine what it is to buy four. That's yeah, a, a an annual salary for some people, man. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. If you're a family of four, what are you going to do? The $150,000 is, 
and this is me guessing, I, I can't remember the digits, but $150,000 times four, you do the math after that. Jesus Christ. That's, uh, gosh, what are you going to be thinking? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, give me one second. 600. Yeah, yeah. All right, so either way, it's 600,000, but 600, I don't own. Really? That's crazy. Can you write $600,000 for four tickets? Jesus Christ. Whoever's buying those tickets, hook me up. 600,000, Yeah, it's pretty wild. But I want to let you guys know that this is a ticket that you could afford, and that is uh, an upcoming Titan FC fight card Friday, August 18th at the Pembroke City or Pembroke Pines Civic Center in Pembroke Pines, Florida. That's August 18th. Tickets are on sale right now. They're not going to be $150,000, I promise you. It uh, starts at 7 p.m. And the main event there is uh, Valdir Araujo versus Adriano Capitolino and Gustavo Ballar versus Jorge Calvo. Both of these fights are worth the money. You'll thank me later. Make sure you get your tickets right now for Titan FC 45. August 18th, Friday. So a week from this uh, coming Friday. So make sure you're there. All right, moving forward. Stefan Bonner made his uh, professional wrestling debut, the former UFC fighter, who also now owns, believe it or not, a, uh, a strip club in, uh, I believe, in Vegas. Uh, so now he's, he's going to take his time into the professional, to the squared circle of the professional wrestling ring, and he's facing off another former UFC veteran. And... It's the first time or second time that we see Stefan Bonner, but you would go say the first time as much exposure that Stefan Bonner gets as a professional wrestler when he takes on Matt Riddle. Now, again, we don't we don't know what Bonner has, what capabilities he has as a professional wrestler. I don't know how long he's been training. We really don't know much. Matt Riddle, though, we do know that he is phenomenal, and it's just a matter of time until we see him in NXT. But we've been seeing a lot of crossovers, especially now, George, with the four horsewomen of professional wrestling and MMA potentially doing a four-on-four in a Survivor Series. We, Chris Cyborg been calling out Becky Lynch. A lot of crossover between professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Was the organization uh, that bought USC, uh, remind me again? WME? Yeah, weren't they rumored that they were in talks, again, rumored, not facts, rumored that they were in talks in, of purchasing the WWE? Yeah, I think we discussed that, I believe, of the week or the week before. Yeah, yeah, it's a potential that they could potentially look into uh, purchasing the WWE. Could this be a clue of, A, we've been around, we've been talking to Vince, kind of like a Vince... Let us show you what we can do with your product for to kind of like convince Vince to say, hey, it's in good hands. Could it be possible that, is, that this is like that clue per se? I'm just inserting ideas. I'm not saying that it's happening. I want to get that clear. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm just inserting ideas of what could be. I might be right. I might be wrong. But the fact of the matter is this. Yes, you're right. We have seen a lot of crossovers from the Four Horsewomen to basically Chris Cyborg to Matthew Riddle uh, to Stephen Bonner to the, the list goes on and on. It goes way back to even Dan Severn and Ken Shenrock. But it was never taken as serious as it is now. And personally, 
let me just say this for uh, for the record. You were mentioning Riddle being in NXT, uh, Ronda Rousey possibly going to WWE. Even Jr. has sent a blessing for it. I'm saying right now, if Matt, Matt Riddle and Ronda Rousey show up on a WWE product, the stock will go so high that I feel like WWE will be back on track financially. Because, come on, Ronda Rousey and Riddle, two former UFC fighters, one of them being a legend and the other one being like one of the top pound-for-pound fighters. Wow. You can't go wrong with that. Well, that pretty much wraps up the Roman Show for this week. Make sure you follow us on our social media accounts, Instagram and Facebook, Roman Show Media. On Twitter, at The Roman Show. YouTube, our Roman of 201. Make sure you check out some of the fresh interviews we have there with Yoel Romero. And we are always live, theromanshow.com. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.